everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Poppin' Off. About pop culture, I'm your host Maggie. And it's me, Steven. And we had to take a little bit of a hiatus last week because um, I was in Iowa. <laughs> My brother goes to school there, so we took a little vam- a family vacay through the states. <laughs> and um, it was a trip. Iowa is um, a lot of cornfields. The downtown area was nice. It was cool. But like, I can't go to, like, bars and stuff with my family, you know, like, my parents. My brother is still underage, so. Yeah, and it's not, like, the bars that you want to go to. Well, there was one I saw online. I was like, this would look so cool. Like, the second floor was, like, an art gallery and stuff, and my mom was like, we're not going there. I can't be seen in a nightclub. I was like, mom, live a little. Whatever. It's a, who's going to know? It's in Iowa. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're... Who knows Tootie Plotsky in Iowa? <laughs> we're in Iowa. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, we've also been having some technical difficulties today, but we're finally here. We're doing it. We're back. (laughs) Okay, the first topic we're getting into, actually, the news broke today. And it's that the guy who was on the, what's the Nirvana album name? Oh, God, don't do me like that. (laughs) Don't do me like that. Um, I don't know. Okay, the, the... yeah, okay, everyone knows the Nirvana Never album mind. cover. Never mind. Okay, sorry. We're not true fans of Nirvana. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, we've never pretended like no. we are. <laughs> but everyone knows the cover of that album is the baby, the naked baby, and he's, like, underwater, and there's, like, money on a hook. Whatever. Literally, everyone can picture it. Well, the guy, obviously, is now fully grown, and he is suing Nirvana their label, the photographer that took the picture at the time, and Kurt Cobain's estate for um, using a sexually explicit picture. And he is suing each defendant for $100,000. And that is so much. (laughs) First of all, like, it's been 30 years. Like... He's... And the guy's claiming that his guardians didn't, like, sign off on whatever contract or papers they needed to sign to say that it was okay for them to use this naked picture of him. But when me and Steven were discussing it before we started recording, it's, like, a legal thing that if there's, like, a naked... uh, If there's a picture of a naked baby, like, anywhere on the internet, anywhere on your phone or whatever, it is not considered porn. Yeah, if it's, like, a, a non-sexual image of a baby, yeah. it's not considered yeah, child pornography. <sighs> yeah. And obviously this is non-sexual, but he's trying to say... <laughs> I cannot believe this. He's trying to say that because it looks like he's reaching for the money, that it looks like he's being depicted as a sex worker. Who, this, who thinks that? Who? Tell me one person. Not a single person, first of all. <laughs> and... Like, the, him and his family must be broke, broke for them to say that and for them to just now come out and be like, we're suing everybody and their mom. <laughs> yeah, even Kurt Cobain's estate. Like, all right, take a chill pill. For, oh, God. I don't think this lawsuit is actually going to go anywhere. So, good luck, pal. I'm just, <laughs> I don't even know this guy's name. Like, That's it. Good luck, pal. Yeah, good luck, Charlie. <laughs> Okay, speaking of babies, um, there's one inside of Kylie Jenner right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, she just, well, 
there hasn't been like an official announcement from either Travis Scott or Kylie, but she is pregnant according to, well, actually there's a TikTok, I think of Caitlyn Jenner talking to like someone in a grocery store and she's like, yeah, duh, I just announced today that um I got another grandchild on the way. And then like the day after it broke that Kylie was pregnant. So we're all assuming that it's Kylie that is giving her another grandchild. And then I was reading today that she was actually supposed to announce it at the Met Gala that's happening next month. Right. So, but I guess someone spoiled the news. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't even know this was a thing, to be honest. Maggie's like, yeah, <laughs> Kylie Jenner's baby. Let's talk about that. I said, huh? <laughs> what baby? Stormy? <laughs> so uh, news to me, too. If it's news to any of you. Um, but... Yeah, I just really don't follow these these people at all, if you haven't noticed in our conversations. It's so hard not to. When Kim had her second-to-last baby, it was also surrogate. Yes. And I didn't know she was even having a baby until the day that the baby was born. Chicago? Yeah. Didn't know Chicago was... Cooking? Cooking. <laughs> What's cooking, Chicago? <laughs> um. Yeah, I remember they were like, we're now welcoming Chicago West. And I was like, huh? Who? Mm-hmm shy yeah so I, that's probably how i would have been with this baby well do you know how many she has now three four she has a son there was another oh i forgot that that was pretty new Some. it's like Som. two years old i think yeah time flies when you don't care about the kardashians <laughs> <laughs> all right well, okay well if kylie jenner's new baby is anything like stormy or looks anything like her what a gift. I love Stormy. Stormy is, oh my god, I, I, I do not like kids. <laughs> I don't like kids really at all. But Stormy is so cute. And her personality, from what I see on social media, oh, she's she looks like the, per or she just seems like the perfect baby. Yeah, she's a cutie. So cute. Okay. We're going to move on to some relationship stuff that's been happening over the week. Uh, one that may have come as a surprise to literally everyone is Zoe Kravitz and Channing Tatum. How do you feel about this? I don't really like it. I'm kind of into it. I don't really like it. I also like really like that Channing Tatum looks exactly like he did in Step Up. <laughs> I, li I like that he's bringing back like the shaved head, the oversized clothes. I like that she's riding on the back of his BMX bike. I did like those pictures. They brought me a lot of entertainment. I think that they look kind of good together. I don't know. I, I like I like it. Zoe Kravitz like has my entire heart and soul. Okay, you're telling me Zoe Kravitz is literally the only woman I would I would drop everything for. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then Channing Tatum, I don't know. He's just like any old Joe. Just Channing Tatum, I don't know. Well, I mean, I know a lot of people don't think that of him, no. but I don't know. He's Channing Tatum. I don't know. I mean, his peak was in like 2013 when like right. Magic Mike came out. Right. Remember The Vow? Did you ever see The Vow? No, but I know what it's about. Oh, God. Cheese. Cheese <laughs> to the max, even though it's based on a true story, but cheese. And he also wore the most awful knit sweaters, like disgusting. It looked like something my mom would wear to work. Anyways, besides the point, yeah, I, I'm here for it. I like it. 
I don't know if it's like gonna turn to turn into anything serious, but I like this right. little fling at least. Right. I feel like it's like a flirt dance. They're gonna yeah. do their little thing. It's a fling. Well, aren't they? She's directing the movie that he's in, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Pussy Island. Pussy. That's what it's called. Yep. Pussy Island. Yeah, we talked about that a couple weeks back. Um. Yeah, I forgot about that. So like, yeah, that's how they so, met, I guess. Mm-hmm. I would assume. Also, I just realized I bashed my mom's clothing options for work, and I didn't mean that. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> My mom doesn't listen to this. She literally told me she doesn't listen to this. So, whatever. Oh, well, that's a shame. (laughs) It is. She's missing out on good content. (laughs) Okay, more relationship news. Pete Davidson and his Bridgerton queen, princess, I don't know what the fuck her character is. Phoebe Dynevor. Lady Duchess. Lady Duchess. She's something royal on Bridgerton. I was trying to make a funny reference, and it didn't work out. (laughs) They broke up. (laughs) And, okay, never, like, anyone is shocked. They dated for, I think, five months. And, like, okay, because COVID is still obviously happening, it's very hard to travel around the world unless you're essential. And even if you are essential, it's still hard. You still have to jump through a lot of hoops. She lives in the UK. He lives in on Staten Island. <laughs> so making that work was obviously going to be really hard. So they broke up. And he did it the day before I bought my plane ticket to New York. So I think he's sensing something. There are some vibes he's picking up on. He doesn't know what they are yet. There's but definitely some like waves flowing through the universe. Yes. Something's going the on. The universe is listening. She's listening. She's listening. I see a universe. Please <laughs> do me a solid. <laughs> do me a solid, oh universe. My God. Maybe you'll walk past Pete Davidson as he's grabbing a slice on the streets of New York. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope. I keep seeing um, behind-the-scenes pictures of him and Kaylee Cuoco filming their movie Meet Cute. And they're filming it in, um, I mean, it's going to be done filming by the time I go there because I'm going in October, I would assume so at least. And they've been, film- they've been filming this for a while, but they have been filming it in the place or like around the place where I'm staying. I know that. Yeah, maybe he's going to be lingering around. Oh my god! Wait, more vibes. You're filming a movie in the like in the general area where I'm staying. Mm. I see you, universe. Something's going on. Something's going on. I see you, universe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's switch gears to well, some reality TV. Would you all know that I love? It was announced (laughs) on RuPaul's Drag Race, the UK version, that the first female cisgender queen is going to be competing this season. And, okay. I have a lot of feelings, and I don't want to offend anyone listening to this, but I don't agree that she should be competing in a competition where men have to do so much more work to make themselves look like women than she does. And people say that we can't gatekeep who does drag and you can't do this, but you can do that and blah, blah, blah. And okay, I think it's, sometimes it's okay that not everyone is included in everything. You know, like would I love to be a drag queen? Yeah, but I am a cisgender woman and I just like, I can't. You can't do it. The whole point of drag 
is not only is it an art form, but you are giving off the illusion that you are a woman. I feel like you can do it, but to be cast in a show against other people, like you said, who have to work way harder and who it means something completely different to. Right. Because... It means like something completely different to men who dress in drag than a cisgender woman who is always presenting as a female. Exactly. Because as a cisgender woman in drag, you're just exaggerating your makeup. Right. So, like, if you want to do that, that's fine. But, like, in a competition show, it it doesn't make sense. Like, it almost feels like cheating. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, it's not cheating because she still has to do all the challenges and stuff. Okay. Uh, The thing is, though, she already has the womanly, like, the facial features of a woman. So, she doesn't have to carve her face like a man does. Right. She already obviously has the womanly figure. She has to add a little bit of padding. Mm -hmm. Okay. And she doesn't no have tucking, to tuck. No tucking? For real. That's a advantage. Yes. Not that I know what tucking feels like or what, you know, the specifics of it. But having nothing to tuck it seems like a huge advantage. Yeah. Feels like a shock factor thing. Like, that's not here to stay. There's not going to be, like, every version of you... Of RuPaul's Drag Race is going to have a cisgender woman. Like, that's not going to happen. No, I don't think so. And I don't want it. <laughs> I just... And it, it and it just seems like so much less exciting to watch a cisgender woman do womanly things. Like, wear heels and dance and do makeup and sing girly songs and stuff. You know? It's not the point. No. It... Yeah. So, anyone who says that a cisgender woman could be a drag queen, we will just have to agree to disagree. Right. You can have your opinion. That's fine. I can have mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way the world works. But, like, really, it, it is okay, though, that, like, not everyone has to be included in every single thing. You know? Like... I don't have, like, a specific example of, like, something else, but, like, it is okay. Or, okay, I do. So, like, there's boy and girl scouts, right? I know that there's been, like, things where, like, girls want to be part of boy scouts. Why don't you just be part of girl scouts? You know? Um, I mean, because, like, the, yeah, I get what you're saying, but, like, I feel like the, the goals and, like, the objectives of Girl Scouts versus Boy Scouts are very different. In Girl Scouts, like, a lot of it's based around female empowerment. It's about, um, they do, you do a lot of crafts, mm-hmm. like, handy skills like that. And then Boy Scouts, it's more, like, camping and wilderness-type stuff. And it isn't always, but I feel like it, it is different. That is true. Because, like, but... if you have, like... If you're a girl in Girl Scouts and you don't like doing crafts, you don't like going to slumber parties and painting your nails, you like, you want to camp, you want to learn how to build a fire, how to tie knots, you know? But you're not a lot of Boy Scouts. Okay, I guess I see that point. But... But I think there are being, like, gender neutral, like, scout organizations being made at this point. There you go. I think. I don't know. I'm not really up to date on that. (laughs) 
Okay, maybe I picked a poor example. But... That's fine. I see what you mean, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not every, but like, yeah, not everything's for everyone. Exactly. And it's fine. It's really fine. Like, everyone has a place in the world. Are there things that need to have more inclusivity? Yes, of course. But also, let's talk about how on this same season of uh, UK Drag Race, there is, I, I'm pretty sure there is only one singular black queen and everyone else is white. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's what I saw. Yeah, let's, so let's worry talk about, about that. Let's talk about that, that inclusivity first. Before yeah, who's we talking start... about that? <laughs> yeah, who's having that conversation? Yeah, that's what I was going Apparently for. Apparently not the production crew and the, or the casting crew at UK oh Drag God. Race. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to some music stuff. Phoebe Bridgers is going out on tour, I think starting next month, within the next couple weeks. Yeah. On her first headlining tour, maybe. I don't want to say that. It's probably like her first major. It's her biggest, at yes. least. Okay, so this is like a, a, a big deal for her. And she just changed all of the venues to outdoor venues and had to cancel some dates because obviously this is sh- such short notice. I respect it. I get it. But... Me and Steven never planned on going to her show, but we were, like, looking at um, when she was supposed to come to Michigan, you know, how the logistics would work with the outdoor venue that she's playing here versus the indoor one. And the indoor one is all GA, general admission. I guess I should specify. Hmm. <laughs> but the the venue that she's moving it to has seats and lawn. So how are you determining where people go? Plus, she had two dates at her indoor venue in a row. Yeah. But the uh, now this new outdoor venue, she only has one, and it's so are not you like twice the size of the other place? So we don't really know how this is working. And it's also not the same. Like one of the dates is not the same as the original right. date. So how do you determine who's going to this new date? I wonder if they gave a refund to everybody and it was like, if you want to come, get a, you, can you come. all get a code and you can, if you had tickets previously, you can exchange them at this time. Man, I don't know. That would suck. Like I know someone who's going, and she's really confused about it too. Yeah. I don't know. I wanted to buy tickets. I'm kind of glad I didn't because this is confusing. Me too. Yeah, I know. I was gonna be like. Do you want to go like the day before or something? <laughs> I know because I love Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah, I, and like I, t- we totally respect her decision. We're just confused. Yeah, and you know, a lot of concert venues or just like artists themselves are now asking for either proof of a negative COVID test within either forty-eight to seventy-two hours, or uh, proof of full vaccination. And I just got a message from Harry Styles himself today <laughs> and said that you have to do that. And you also we also have to wear masks, which is it going to cramp my style? Yeah, but I'm going to do it. Whatever. <laughs> also about the Harry Styles thing. I've been seeing so many people online being like, Harry doesn't care about his fans because he canceled all the European tour dates. We're still going to the U.S. and he's making us go when there's when the Delta variant is rampant and blah blah blah. Girl, sell your ticket then, or wear a mask. Like it's we're fine, we're fine. Go get vaccinated. So if you do get it, the small chance that you do get it, you're gonna be fine and you're not gonna die. Right. Yeah, people are like he doesn't care about his fans. 
girl, shut up. Yeah, that's enough. It really is. Shut up, okay? <laughs> and people are just so dramatic. Like, yeah, well, people just want to attack somebody for anything. Like, I know. They just need something to jump down somebody's throat about. And I knew this was coming, so, right. like, why is anyone shocked? Right. Whatever. Yeah, whatever is right. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Lizzo. How do we feel about her new song? Um. Okay, the first couple times I heard it, I was just like... It's like okay, but the more I listen to, the more I really like it. I can get into it. I listen to it every day. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> this is like maybe one of the first songs I've heard where Cardi B is a feature where like her verse actually fits in the song. True. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you True. agree. Because sometimes her like okay in Wild Side, it comes out of nowhere and yeah. it just like attacks your ear. Yeah, it does. But in this one, it like it flows good yeah. and it has like to do with the song and also like to do with like the theme of the song because obviously there's rumors spread about there is rumors spread about Cardi B like every day. Right. But I love I love this song. And the music video is so good too. It's so good. It's like Hercules inspired, like the muses from Hercules. Yes. Which Lizzo has expressed time and time again. She wants to be in that movie whenever they have it. And I back that, I co-sign that 100%. Yeah, I feel like she will be at this point. I like the line <clears throat> that says, I fucked him and you, yeah. Because I'm like, oh my god, me? <laughs> Did <Yeah>. we? <laughs> so good. <laughs> We're going to move on now to Casey Musgraves, who has a new album coming out next month. And... Girl, it's going to be good because she, she just got a divorce. <laughs> That's so sad to say. It's just like Adele. Like, her new album is going to be so good because she got a divorce. Right. Sorry. That's just how it Like, works. her last album was, like, so cutesy, sweet. Like, I'm in love. Life is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, And this is a breakup album. She has based this album off of classic tragedies, including, like, Shakespearean and Greek tragedies. And she's released one song. The album's called Starcross, and that's what this um, song she released was also called. And it's almost like old westerny, but like with her style of voice, it's very slow. And it's kind of like the opening to Romeo and Juliet. If you guys, I'm, everyone had to read that in high school, right? Duh. Right. Yeah. Okay. At least you at least like read a part of the play. Right. So like the opening, whatever it's called, prologue, whatever, is like you know two star-crossed lovers from Fair Verona. That's kind of, like, what she's doing, and she's just, like, setting the tone for her tragedy of an album, and she also is going to have a music film, so I don't really know what this is going to entail. I don't think she's really given details, so I don't know if it's going to be, like, her music videos are going to, like, coincide or whatnot, but the trailer, ooh, it was high budget. It gave me chills. She's was serving looks. Um, the church from Kill Bill is in that, and that's where, like, she was, like, uh, Uma Thurman's character was, like, betrayed and killed, or, like, attempted to be killed, so, like, clearly Casey has some hard feelings going on right now. Is it still gonna be country, though, or is she moving more over to the pop world? I think it's gonna be the same as her last one, where it's, like, country, pop, singer-songwriter mix. Okay. Because this first one, like, it has a little bit of twang to it. It's almost like an old Western, like, very slow Mm -hmm. with her, like, slight twang that she has. Yeah. 
She is from Texas. Yeah. So she like she has an accent, but it's not like super thick or put on. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't listen to Casey Musgraves like by myself. I have met her though. She's very nice. Um, but maybe I'll listen to this one because she is just so nice. And I also really like High Horse. <laughs> it's so good. I love that song. It's so good. <clears throat> I love a good breakup album too. Oh yeah. Love a good breakup album. And like I like a concept album. They don't always land. And I was a little bit nervous for this because, like, it could get real cheesy, right? Yes. However, the the first song that she's given, the trailer she's given, it's it's giving good vibes. And, like, it looks like it's going to be a high-quality work. Um, She's clearly very talented. She's won, like, a bunch of Grammys. And she's definitely here to stay. So I feel like she wouldn't put out something bad. But we do never know. Well, from the trailer that I watched, or that you showed me before we started <laughs> recording, um... It looks good. It looks good. Right. But I do get what you're saying, that it could go left really bad. (laughs) Right. It could get really, like, cheesy. Yeah. And I do feel like a lot of people compare, like, movie concept music film things to Lemonade because that's, like, the first major one to do that or, like, the first, like, at least modern one. Yes. That I can think of. But let's all remember we cannot compare anything to Beyonce or right. to Lemonade. Let's just get that out, out of our minds. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can compare it to Halsey's. Why would you say that? That's kind of <laughs> hurtful. <laughs> Do it for Halsey, please. Oh, my God. Because that's going to be an IMAX. This is going to be on this Paramount+. This is going to be on Plus. Paramount+. Plus. And this looks really high budget. It looks just as high budget as Halsey's, so. Yeah. Okay. But. I guess Casey doesn't have that movie money. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. <laughs> it's got to go straight to DVD. <laughs> straight to DVD. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Lord's new album. Okay. Me and Steven <laughs> have not discussed this with each other at all. This is our unfiltered. <laughs> if you didn't know it was coming, you should have known. Yeah, this is our unfiltered <laughs> thoughts and opinions about it. So. What's your unfiltered thoughts and opinions? Okay. I really, really, really like it. I don't love it yet. Yeah. Okay. First listen, what did you think? I, I, I like struggled to put my thoughts together on first listen. I feel like I was just like listening and like, I didn't think I was fully experiencing it. Like, I think it really took a second to soak in. Okay. Me too. Because the first time I listened to it, I was like, I don't like this. Really? Yeah, I was like, I'm going to give this a sound like 4 out of 10. <laughs> right. Like, I, I did not like it. But then, but I think I was just, like, rushing through it because, like, I wanted to just, like... Consume it. Consume it, yes. Right. Consume it so badly. And I was just, like, not appreciating it enough. But then I listened to it again. And I was like, okay, I like it more. We're going to give it a 6 out of 10 now. And then I listened, and I like, been listening to it over and over again, and I really like it. Yeah. I don't love it, and I was also, I think I even said it on the show, I was fully prepared for this to not be my favorite album by her. Right. Fully prepared. Well, like, when Melodrama is your favorite album, you don't expect, like, 
when you have melodrama tattooed on your body, right. you do not expect for another album like that to yeah, come around again. That's once in a lifetime. Exactly. Yeah, you don't expect that. No. So, like, I definitely wasn't trying to get my hopes up. And I knew she wouldn't release anything bad. So, like, she wouldn't. It's just so much different than anything else she's put up before. Like, it's very... It's a hippie album. Yes, it's very hippie, very acoustic. Like, that whole vibe. Like, when she says that it was inspired by the beach and nature and stuff, she's not kidding. Right. Like, you just imagine listening to this, like, on a summer day with all your friends. With with your friends, underneath the sun, not a cloud in the sky. But that's just the album it is. Yeah, The Path, the opening song, and then the last song, Oceanic Feeling, are, like, straight, like, odes to nature, basically. Yeah. Like, it feels like she's, like, literally communing with nature in those songs. And then Fallen Fruit is about, like, like climate change and, like, living in, like, a climate disaster. And, yeah, it's totally, like, one with nature, zen vibes throughout the whole album. Yes. Yeah, I just feel like for the people that don't, like the album, go outside and like touch some grass. <laughs> right. And you might feel differently. Like I, I, I did I did read someone's like Reddit post that I saw on Twitter and it was like it was like it was like if you hate solar power, then you need to go outside. You need to put your phone down. Like the only reason, not the only reason, but like one of the reasons that I love this album was because I quit social media and I spent more time outside and blah blah blah. So like I really get where Lord is coming from. And if you don't appreciate it or you hate it, I think you need to do the same. And I think this person is right. I, I, I totally agree. I think I can't name many albums that are happy. No. This is a happy album for the most part. Yeah. I but, mean, she's got some, like, melancholiness to yeah. it. But, like, overall, it's, like, good vibes. Yes. It's the purpose of it. Exactly. And I think people, especially because Lord is known for, like, dark dramatic sad music Mm -hmm. and they that's what they wanted and that's she's been so clear that you will not get that from her but lord is in such a different place than she was when she made pure heroine and melodrama right it's very clear when you listen to solar power which solar power the song and the and obviously like naming the album after the song is so perfect now that like you listen to it all the way through like i could not think of a better name for it yeah i don't get why people don't like the song either I don't get why either. That's I, one of the best songs on the album. Yeah. The, like, mo- the biggest critiques I saw from the album that, like, it wasn't consistent in, like, tone and sound. So, like, people would say that, like, the sounds wouldn't make sense. Like, upbeat versus, like, slow and, like, fitting together. Acoustic versus, like... So, like, I kind of got where they were coming from in that aspect. I think it's most, like, it's all pretty mid-tempo. Yeah, but I feel like, because, like, Oceanic Feeling gets, like, really slow. That's, like, a closer song, though. I don't know. Yeah. Most of the people were just, like, sonically, like, it didn't sound good. Because she would have some songs that were, like, really poppy where she was really repetitive. Mm-hmm. And then other songs were, like, they weren't at all. Yeah. So, like, I kind of got where they are coming from with that. But, like, I don't know. She's just basically making a summary of how she's feeling. Yeah. It's just, like, she's basically, like, documenting how where she is in her life. Like... I know, like, I, I don't understand why people think that she has the same mentality that she did when she was 16. You shouldn't. No. It's weird. It's weird. She's like, what, 24, 25 now? 25. Okay. If she's still thinking like a 16-year-old, she probably needs to go to therapy. <laughs> right. 
I'm yeah. sure she does anyways, but... but... <laughs> Fallen Fruit, though, I cannot get enough of that song. I like I, it. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I... Okay, the one song, though, that, like, really made me like the album is Helen of Troy. Why is that <laughs> not... Okay, I'm telling you, she knew what she was doing by putting her best songs, Helen of Troy and Hold No Grudge, as bonus tracks. Right. You guys, I got, like, the little music box thing she was talking about, and, like, the description is pretty vague. Like, I really didn't know what I was getting, but I was like, whatever. It's going to be good either way. And in the music box is, like, kind of, like, little poems on, like, postcard-like things that she wrote. And then the code for, um, to listen to Helen of Troy and Hold No Grudge. And then, like, you're going to get exclusive content she's going to keep updating it and, like, access to only certain merch that you have access to or like the people that bought the music box have access to and um there's a poster in there and then like uh like a pamphlet that would like normally come with a cd with like the lyrics and stuff but there's like sentences on each page where it's like this song is about this or i wrote this song during this but get out your fucking um you call that magnifying glass yeah get out your magnifying glass because like it's it's written like she wrote it but it's so tiny and her handwriting is kind of messy so just be prepared (laughs) for that if you get the music box but get it it's really worth it yeah i definitely have to go look now i really want it yes and it's all uh biodegradable it tells you like where the materials came from that made the music box and stuff so if you do throw it out it's fine (laughs) yeah helen of troy like that song is just perfect yes because i was the way i was thinking about the album i was like it's just missing like that one song that one like big song you know and that's helen of troy right so why is it a bonus track i don't know ella because you give into capitalism just like everyone else probably (laughs) yeah i don't really get like i get why i hold no grudge is a bonus track to me like it sounds different than the rest yeah like, it feels like it could be on the other two albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but Helen Hel- of Troy, like, completely matches up with it all. Yes. Helen of Troy is that one big song, Solar Power, was missing. Right. So, wait, what's your top three? I gotta look at the track list to come up with mine <laughs> because I always forget. Um, Fallen Fruit's my favorite. And then I really like uh, California. Okay. I've, and Stoned at the Nail Salon. Okay. But if we're talking about bonus tracks, then Helen of Troy replaces California. Okay, yeah, I guess, are we talking bonus tracks? I don't know. We're not talking bonus tracks. Okay. <laughs> because, I, okay, I think Helen of Troy is, like, my favorite song on the whole album right. if we're talking bonus tracks. But if we're not talking bonus tracks, I think, I don't, okay, this is in no particular order because I can't decide in this time. Yeah, my word, um, same. Okay, Secrets from a Girl Who's Seen It All mood ring and either big star just because of the meaning or the path those are my like completely different ones we did what do you rate the album out of 10 um like a 7.5 or 8 i I was gonna say 8 yeah i feel like a solid 8 i feel like i'm at an 8 right now yeah okay yeah, because, oh my god, I just remember, like, the first time I listened to it, I was, like, so disappointed because I did not, I was, like, disappointed in myself 
not in not in Lord. I was disappointed in myself because I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> but if you are feeling the same way I do, just keep listening to it. Keep just sleep on it. it you'll come around. I promise. Like I said, it's a hippie album. Like we don't yeah. we don't have anything like that. Exactly. So I'm excited to hear them live though. I feel like they're gonna be really good live. Like all like the, the drumming so. and stuff. Oh, she name drops Carol King in California and I love Carol King. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> noticed that. <laughs> so that also adds makes it uh, better in my mind. Yes. Okay. I feel lighter now that we've talked about it. I know. This was a long time coming. <laughs> this real this really was. We were supposed to do, I know I I think we talked about before on the on the show that we were like gonna do like a track by track like annotation and talking about it but if i'm being completely honest i don't know what a lot of the songs are about <laughs> i still feel like we could do a lord episode but yes. not just this album necessarily okay but because yeah, lord themed episode we could definitely do that but i just feel that i would feel like such a big dummy being like man with an axe i don't know <laughs> that's the one the most i don't understand okay you okay we're in the i same don't boat. know what that song i is. feel like a big dumb what, dumb what <laughs> What is that? Okay. I don't know. Okay. Sounds good. I just have no idea what, what <laughs> exactly. I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, it's fine. Okay, glad we're on the same page. Perfect. Okay, let's get into our toast and our roast. Go first. All right. So I don't really want to talk about this too much because we've already like talked about this situation so much on uh, this podcast. But my roast is to T.I. because oh, T.I. Uh, is always the worst. Oh. He's just meh. If you like him, look some more stuff up about him because then you'll find out you really don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I'm pissed is because he's defending the baby in his homophobic comments. Yes. Like, of course he is. Yes. But, like, he's the only public figure I've seen defend the baby, which is there's nothing to defend. No. There's literally nothing to defend. So, screw you, T.I. <laughs> Fuck you, T.I. Yeah. Anything else you want to comment on that? Nope. You said it all. Yeah. <laughs> like like I said, we've already talked about the issue so much. So just a little update. Um, And my toast goes to Avatar The Last Airbender, which I, that show has been a part of me since it first aired and I was like a child and <laughs> I rewatched it many times since then. And yeah, just love the show. But um. Hated the movie, like most people. It's considered one of the worst movies of all time. Oh, the live action adaptation. It won like a million Razzies. Like it's literally considered one of the worst movies of all time. Mm. Um, <laughs> so the problems with the movie were the CGI was really bad. The acting was bad. The characters' names were changed, the pronunciations. Um, and it was all whitewashed is one of the main issues because they're clearly all of like Asian descent in the last yeah. Airbender universe. So the new cast is all age appropriate, and they all match the ethnicities of the characters. So the Southern Water Tribe were all like indigenous native people. And guess what? In the new show they're gonna make, they are. Aang um, is an Asian man. Zuko looks like an Indian man. And because like the Fire Nation's more like South Asian, and the Air Temp, the Air Tribe is more. Eastern Asian, and they're actually all matching the ethnicities. Like, it's not that hard. 
there's so many talented people of all different ethnicities and cultures that just don't get used in Hollywood. So I'm just cheersing to this adaptation that's finally using them. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> yeah, and that's really all I have. I'm very excited about it. Like, I don't really need an adaptation, but, like, the show is so, like, such a big part of my life. I feel like I've seen it so many times that I'm going to watch it no matter what. So if I'm going to watch it, might as well make it as good as it can be. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> Take it away, Maggie. <laughs> all right. Okay. My roast. <sighs> my roast goes to Amy Duncan. And I <laughs> don't care what her actual name is. It's a I'm talking about Amy Duncan from Good Luck Charlie. Whoever played her, I don't, I don't care what her actual name is. She is now, well, I mean, she's, she's been outed as like a conservator. Conservative. Conservator, is that what I said? Yeah. Conservative. <laughs> Brittany on the mind. Always. <laughs> but she was at a school board meeting in Tennessee. This happened a little over a week ago, but whatever. It's still going to be my rose because I'm still really angry about it. She was at one of those, like, school board meetings where everyone in there is an anti-masker. She, I, I don't remember her exact, like, speech that she gave because I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> she said something along the lines of that when her child got whatever vaccine, I think, like, the flu vaccine, he almost died. Not true. That's, he might have had a, an allergic reaction, which that does happen to some people. Like, if you're allergic to eggs, you can't have the flu vaccine. Maybe your kid's allergic to eggs or something. I don't know, Amy Duncan. But he didn't almost die because of the vaccine. And then she said that kids cannot wear masks because it cuts off their oxygen and the oxygen gets cut off to their developing brains. Amy Duncan, <laughs> we have been over this. It is a piece of fabric on your face. If doctors can do it all day long, your eight-year-old kid can do it. Who? Like, we've been over this. We've been over And I just, like, don't understand. Like, don't you want your kid to be safe in school? Like, why, why, yeah. why wouldn't you take every precaution to make sure your kid is going to be okay? If you don't like it, home kid, oh, home kid, <laughs> homeschool your kid. Yeah, I'm I'm echoing everything you're saying. Yes. Like no disagreements. Oh, God. And she was, like, so passionate about it in the speech. And I was like, okay, Amy Duncan, she's like, I gave up my life in Hollywood to become a dedicated mom. Girl, shut up. She was in one Disney Channel show. Yeah. Do you want Charlie to go to school and get COVID? Would you like that, Amy Duncan? The good luck Charlie memes making fun of this were quite funny. Yeah, they were. <laughs> <laughs> But, so, yeah. Yeah, I just, it's it's kind of hard to swallow sometimes, especially, like, the pseudoscience that gets thrown around. I know. We're living in, like, such a dangerous time. Okay. I can't. I can't get into it. I'll probably start crying and throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My toast goes to uh, Never Have I Ever. It, that it got renewed for a third season, which I'm really happy about. I finished the second season not that long ago. It's really, really good. 
and the soundtrack to it is also really, really good. Like, why is everyone, including me, all of a sudden obsessed with Heat Waves by Glass Animals? I don't know, but that song is infectious. I think it runs through my veins now. So good. But it's just, it's such a wholesome show. It really is. And if you haven't watched it... It's really cringy, though, at the same time. Like, yes. it's one of those shows where, like, <laughs> you genuinely are, like, pained watching the main character make their mistakes. And I was going to say, like, the way that they talk sometimes, but then again, I'm 22 and I'm not 16. No, some of it's definitely, like, yes, queen. Like, yeah. they'll say stuff and you're like, okay. And they're, like, being serious about it. They don't say it, like, in an ironic yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> some of it's cringy, but it's also because Mindy Kaling is writing for it and she's in her 40s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she but she's hilarious, okay? Yeah. This is not This is not us throwing shade. We love Mindy It's just Kaling. that, like, of course she's not going to completely understand Yeah. how Her kids, kids are little. Oh, speaking of that, she's writing a TV show. It's called, like, Sex Lies with College Girls. And I feel like it's going to be, like, a Euphoria-esque, but, like, for college girls, which is what we that want. That is what we have been asking for. Is think, it going to be, like, a comedy? I think so, yeah. Okay. Like, a comedy. I think I think it'll be on HBO. I'm not sure. This is what we, this is what we have been asking right. for. Because I'm so sick of watching dramas based in high school where all these kids are, like, having sex and doing drugs and, like, making all these bad decisions where, like, yeah, did that happen to some people? Some. Yes. But not... But every single character yeah. in every single show. <laughs> like, most of the people I know or knew in high school could not relate to anything going on in, like, Euphoria. And we do know a few that could. We do know a few. But the majority of my high school cannot relate. But it's not, like, every single party, every single kid doing that. No. 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 And every single person in the same friend group, I think not. Exactly. Okay. We, we still love Euphoria, though. Like, oh, yeah. Don't get I'm twisted. I'm very excited for the second season. <laughs> very excited. I was reading about it. Super excited. Right. <laughs> All right. That is it. You know where to find us on Instagram at Poppin' Off About Pop Culture. You know where to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and leave us a comment. Subscribe. Follow wherever you listen to us. Tell your friends. Tell people you meet on the street. I don't care. And if you don't like Solar Power by Lord, please rethink your decisions. Stream Solar Power. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>